Thank you for listening to the New Life Church podcast. If you need any information about our church or if you'd like to give online, please visit us at newlifekingman.com. I don't remember anything about the Bible study, but we had a great time of fellowship and uh, uh, chips and dip and just good time. And so I left late that night after the Bible study, went back to, I, I was a single guy uh, in college and I lived in a little old crummy travel trailer that I was renting in Flagstaff, uh, $95 a month, including utilities. And I know that sounds really cheap. This was 1975, things were a little, but it was a ripoff for that price, I'm telling you, what I got. I, and there's story after story in that, but I got ground to cover. Anyway, so I got into the, to the travel tray, went back into the bed, and I'm laying there in bed, and I'm thinking about all that has got, God has done in my life in just three days. I knew I was forgiven. I knew I was set free. My life was changed. I had, I had made some friends, and so I'm, I'm laying there in, in my bed, and I, before this time, was not real expressive emotion. The night that I gave my life to Christ, I didn't, I, there was very little emotion involved in it. I was kind of uncomfortable at the, at the you know, with, in front of these people, but here I am, I'm, I'm laying in bed, uh, and I began to just laugh. And I'm thinking about all that God had done. I'm laughing. And then I start crying. I'm crying uncontrollably. I'm laughing hysterically. And this is not something I had done unless I had other influences previously. You know what I mean? And so I'm laughing. I'm crying. And I mean, seriously, it is like I'm getting helium uh, inside, just blowing me up. And so... It, and I'm hysterical. Anybody that had been here could hear me, they would have thought I'd completely lost my mind. I mean, I'm laughing, crying, and, and just uh, and feeling like I'm getting filled up from the inside. And finally, I cried out and said, God, if you keep this up, I'm going to blow up. I'm, I'm going to explode. And that was God. I, I think it was several things. I was really messed up. You know, the, a lot of people say you're at the bottom of the barrel. I, I was underneath the barrel when I got saved. And so I, I, a lot of it was relief. A lot of it was just God making his presence known to me. I, I've never experienced that kind of experience since that time. And it's not the norm. Uh, I have experienced times uh, from then where I knew uh, the presence of God and, and could sense him, could feel him, you know. Thank God. We don't live by feeling, but it is, does help to feel every once in a while. And so, but the reality is my life with God is not this constant feeling uh, always of his presence and, and all. A, a lot of my life, which is most of us in our lives, uh, is live by faith that God is with me and in me. And so I'm going to share some of the most important verses in the Bible to me during this uh, lesson uh, that have to do with our recognition of God with us, His presence continually in our lives. And so the title for this uh, series or this 
lesson tonight is from a prophetic verse having to do with the birth of Jesus, and it's Matthew chapter 1, verse 23. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Amen. Now, as born-again believers, all of us should carry with us a confidence that God is with us. Our confidence, our sense of security, strength, stability, this, this is an, a source of immense comfort, and that's from the recognition that God is always with us. Tell yourself, always. always. Matthew 28, verse 20, Jesus said, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, we're low. Get it? I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Jesus said, I am with you always. We need, we need to, by faith, look at that verse, receive it for ourselves, and have a confidence that he's always with us. John 14, verse 16 through 17. This is uh, Jesus talking about the coming of the Holy Spirit. And when we are born again, this becomes true in our lives. He says, I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever, talking about the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. The moment we are born again, we are born of the Spirit, right? We are born again of the Spirit, and the Spirit of God comes to live with us. And Jesus said, he will abide with you forever. Tell yourself, forever. <clears throat> or as a Sandlot movie, forever. That, that, you know, some of you know. Hebrews 13, 5 and 6. These are, without doubt, two of the most important verses in all the Bible to me personally. God has reiterated these to me again and again. I've meditated on it. I've thought about it. I've preached about it. I've taught about these verses time and again because it is so, God made it so real to me in my life. And these are, these are two verses I would encourage you to memorize them and to hold on to it, think about it, dwell on it. Hebrews 13, 5 and 6, let your conduct be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. Now listen, this is God speaking for he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Wow, I, you know I, I got a rush saying that. A good, uh, a legal rush, yeah. <clears throat> so this is what God says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And our response to that should and could boldly be, we may boldly say, boldly say, why are, why are we bold? Because he has said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Boldness comes from this, a boldness and our confidence of God. The Lord is my helper. I will not fear what can man do to me. When we know and have a confidence that God is with us, never leave us, never forsake us, we can face anything in life. And there are those of us here in life that have faced some of the most tragic circumstances, difficult, uh, 
heart-wrenching, heart-rending circumstances in life, and yet we can boldly say we got through it, came through it on the other side because the Lord is our helper, and he never left us nor forsook us. Right? Tell yourself, I believe that. See, the problem with us is we function largely out of our emotions. And if we feel the presence of God in a church service or in a prayer meeting or a time that we are just alone with God and we sense His presence, sometimes it may be just driving the car. And I know a lot of us driving the car, thinking about God and, or praying or whatever, and, and you just sense the presence of God, and we, and we feel Him. See, if we, if we feel Him, in a, in a, and I feel Him tonight. I feel Him in this room. I know He's here. I, if I didn't feel him, I would still know it because he said he'll never leave or forsake us and, and all but the word, yeah. But sometimes what we do is we consider his presence really with us if we feel him. If we feel him, he's here. If we don't feel him, well, he's wherever. And we got to get over that. And this is something... Again, that I have, I have learned more in my life and have to remind myself. See, this, is, this isn't something that you just get, catch a one-time revelation. You got, this is something I have to remind myself. Lord is my helper. I'll not fear. He said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. I believe that, and I remind myself that when I don't sense it. See, now, in a service, when we feel His presence, we'll say things like, wow. God, presence of God was really there, really here, man. Ah, but you know what? Whether we feel him or not, his presence is here. And we need to cultivate the understanding that whether we feel him or not, he's with us and in us. If we're born again, he's with us and in us. And so the Holy Spirit... Jesus said he'll abide with us forever. See, he doesn't come and go from our lives. When we're born again, He comes and stays in us. Aren't you glad for that? We can have assurance, confidence. Now, we can cultivate a greater recognition and sense of His constant and abiding presence. And if we do, it'll make a huge difference in our life. Say huge. Okay, good. First of all, I want to look at the prevalence of God's presence. God's presence is all places at all times. Psalm 139, 7 through 10 says, Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you're there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. God's presence is everywhere. The theological term for his everywhere presence is the word omnipresence or omnipresent. The, the word omni is a Latin word for all, so when you say all present, omnipresent, you mean all present. He is the all present God. His presence is everywhere at all times, all present. Now, Isaiah saw a vision of heaven 
and the angel's in front of God's throne, and he cries out and, and, and hears this. Isaiah 6 and verse 3, one angel cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Amen. And so God is all places, all times, right? We are never far from his presence. Ezekiel 48, verse 35, lists one of the names of God, Jehovah Shammah, which means the Lord is there. You know where the Lord is? He's there. Where is he? Wherever we need him to be, he's everywhere. He is there. Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is there. And so we need to know that. Have a confidence and assurance. Listen, God is not playing hard to get. He isn't. What this means is he's available. And this is one of the things I appreciate most about God is his availability. I, I do not like calling a business and being put on hold. None of us do. I, I experienced this morning, I called a place, got put on hold, and they, you know, I went through all the numbers, you know, I hit, hit all the numbers, and then the, finally, if you really want to talk to somebody, hit, I think it was nine, I hit nine, so then they, I get put on hold. And I was on hold, this wasn't as bad as sometimes, but I was on hold for right at about 20 minutes, and after 20 minutes, a voice comes on, and through the time they had said, you know, somebody will be with you, sorry for the wait, and all that, after about 20 minutes, they got tired of me being on hold. And you know, the voice came on and said, we're really busy now, call back at another time. <laughs> and cut me off. I, and I'm, you know, you could have told me that 20 minutes ago. But anyway, none of us like to be put on hold. Thank God he doesn't put us on hold or disconnect us. He is available. Hebrews 4, verse 16 says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Ephesians 3, verse 12 says, In whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in Him. Boldness and access. What this means is we have the right of entrance into the presence of God with confidence because Jesus lives in our heart and life. Amen. So we can know that we can come boldly into the presence of God at any time for anything. Amen. Tell yourself, I believe it. I believe it. We, need to, we need to tell ourselves that we believe these truths. And, I, and let me pause for just a moment here because everything that I'm sharing here a lot of you have heard this before. This is not like some new revelation. But I'm telling you, it is one of the most important revelations that we can have. And I, it's something that I learned and, and got more of the understanding of, or it just clicked with me or something, uh, several decades after serving God, that it became more real in my life. And I, I have a confidence of the presence of God with me. It's not like, again, I always feel him. It's not an emotional thing. It really is a faith thing uh, that I know he, he promised. I believe the Word of God, don't you? Yeah. 
And so it's important. It'll make a major difference in our lives. We'll be a lot happier. We'll be a lot more confident. We'll be secure when things are insecure. God's presence in our life. So Jesus made a way for us to enter directly into God's presence. In the Old Testament, this presence of God was reserved for the high priest once a year. He would go into the and behind the veil of the temple into the Holy of Holies and brought the blood sacrifice for the mercy seat that was there on the Ark of the Covenant, put the blood on the mercy seat and all that, and that's where God manifested his presence in the Holy of Holies. One day a year that when that priest would go in. When Jesus died on the cross, the Bible says the veil of the temple was ripped from the top to the bottom, and it opened up a way for us to enter into God's presence anytime at any place for every believer in Jesus Christ. And so Hebrews 10, 19, and then verse 22 picks up on this idea and says, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. <clears throat> So God help us as, as born-again believers to not be afraid or hesitant about coming to Him. We have boldness. We have access. We have boldness to enter. And we are encouraged to draw near. Even though, even though we are who we are, even though we... We mess up sometimes, even though we make mistakes sometimes, even though we blow it sometimes, we are able to come. We don't have to feel like uh, uh, we are hesitant of coming into the presence of God. We can come to receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of need, right? So tell yourself again, I believe it. <clears throat> Number two, Roman numeral two, our perceptivity to his presence. And this is really what is so important, is even though God's presence is everywhere at all times, we may not always be aware of it. <clears throat> and so I, I mentioned earlier the theological term for his everywhere presence, omnipresent. But have you ever felt like God was omni-absent? Kind of like, I just don't... It, and that he's not there. It is not an uncommon feeling. Uh, Psalm 13, verse 1, this is David speaking. And he says, how long, O Lord, will you forget me? Forever? <laughs> how long will you hide your face from me? Now, David is right. He's obviously going through a battle, right? <clears throat> and it occurred to me this, like years ago, it occurred to me, that David was probably, you know, he was a psalmist. He wrote songs. He was probably the first country western singer. <laughs> How long, O oh Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? Sure. You yeah, I mean, it's kind of obvious when you think about it. Anyway. David was a guy who was called the man after God's own heart. He was really close with God, but sometimes he felt alone. 
And it wasn't just in this one verse or one psalm. Uh, uh, somewhere like 12 times in the psalms he writes, God is hiding from me or he's asking God, please don't hide from me. So listen, even though the Bible says he's always there, sometimes we may not feel him or sense him. It's not as, as and this is so weird because, see, that night, that I sense God so strongly, you would think after that experience that I would just, you know, I'd be, I'd be golden for the rest of my life, right? But I'm telling you, within a matter of days, I experienced some things, a brand new convert, and wondering, God, you know, where, where did that presence that I sensed that night, where did that go? And, and we wonder sometimes, why, why? And so, we have a decision to make when we don't necessarily feel His presence, sense Him. And so one, one is we can give in to our feelings. And this is what a lot of people do. And they can feel, well, oh well, I guess God's just not interested, or He doesn't care, or He's having a bad day, or He's got me on hold eternally. And so that we, kinda, we can give in to our feelings. Well, I guess God's doing something somewhere else, but he sure isn't, doesn't seem to be around me, but he is. So we have a decision. We either give in to our feelings or we make the decision to trust in the presence of God that has been promised and made freely available to us. Amen. And it's a decision. And sometimes it's, it's difficult because we are so em uh, emotionally motivated. We are motivated by our feeling. If we feel him, he's there. If we don't feel him, we don't know where he is. But he's there, whether we feel him or not, right? It's what the Word says. At the, at the, and so uh, at the end of Psalm 13, this is what David has done. He has come back to a place of faith and belief. He went from, how long will you forget me, O Lord, forever? How long will you hide your face from me? To just Six verses later, in verse 6, I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. So he didn't stay at that place. Somewhere he began to trust in the Lord and recognize that God's still God and God blessed him bountifully. We cannot trust our feelings. Can't. Smith Wigglesworth was a, a man of God in the early 1900s that would, saw incredible things happen. A lot of people saved. He saw people raised from the dead, blind eyes open, as, as spectacular of miracles as you would ever hear. Uh, a guy without feet had his feet grow back. I mean, crazy, outlandish miracles. But he said these words, I am not moved by what I feel. I'm not moved by what I see. I am moved only by what I believe. <clears throat> and then he went on to say, I can't understand God by my feelings. <clears throat> I understand God by what the Word says about Him. He is everything the Word says He is. <clears throat> now, when I read that quote by him, it, it, uh, it struck me that here is a man who was tremendously, powerfully used by God, and yet, even in his life, he had to overcome his feelings 
and what he saw or didn't see and had to stand by faith on the Word of God. All of us have to do this. We can only understand God by what His Word says about Him, not by what we feel, not by what we see. And God's Word says He is always present. Tell yourself again, always. All right, so how to become more aware of His presence. Hold on just a second. That's uh, Roman numeral 3 in your notes. It says 2 again. So you can put a little hash mark there, 3. That's Roman numeral 3. How to become more aware of his presence. And what I'm going to share is several things that have helped me connect with God better. And, And they are very similar, but they are things that I have done in my life, practiced in my life, that have helped me <coughs> tremendously. And the first, and these are very simple, but if we'll practice them, it'll make a difference in our awareness of Him. And so, first of all, we learn to focus on Him. Psalm 16, verse 8, I have set the Lord always before me. Because He is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Amen. Now, notice the phrasing here, I have set the Lord always before me. This is something David did and not something God did. In other words, David is saying, I've set the Lord before me. Uh, It's A lot of us think that we kind of just are there waiting for God to show up. We, we, uh, when we pray or in a church service, we're just kind of, you know, God, you know, show up. But David says he set God before him, or in other words, he recognized God was there before him. I have set the Lord before me, recognized God was there. In Mark 12, verse 30, this is Jesus speaking. He says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. Now, our loving God isn't meant to be just something that we feel in the moment. Now, we should at least occasionally feel something, right? I mean, toward Him. Our heart, you know, should occasionally, right? And I thought about using comparison to husband and wife, but I just decided I'm not going to do that. So, but there is a comparison there. That husbands and wives don't. Never mind. <clears throat> it's not just about feeling. We, we are attached to our feelings, but we can't just uh, uh, say God's there if we feel Him. We, uh, we can be moved by Him, but it's... it's Hey, it's more than a feeling. <clears throat> There's a song there somewhere, but I'm not going to sing it. <clears throat> it is more than a feeling. The word mind that's used in this verse that Jesus used, in, it literally means a thinking through. Love the Lord your God with all your mind. It means a thinking through. And that's what David was doing when he said, I have set the Lord always before me. He had thought it through. 
And that's what we need to do. It's not just feeling God, but we think it through the reality of what the Word of God says. He is always there. <clears throat> so we focus on Him. God, you are I. It's difficult to see right now, but I believe you're here. <clears throat> this other stuff is all around me, swirling and all that, but I believe God, you are here. <clears throat> I had a, an experience in Africa when I was a missionary, uh, uh, it, and I won't go into the details because it's too long of a story, but I, I'll just say that it was uh, a devastating experience that I went through. I went into a garden. We had a, a vegetable garden. I went in that garden, <clears throat> and I'm crying out to God and saying, God, I, I got to have you help me in my life here. <clears throat> and it was uh, a very difficult, extremely difficult thing. And so I cried out to God. He said, God, I, I, and I'm telling you, as I cried out to God there, I sensed his presence come in. And I told the Lord, I said, because uh, there were things that were making me sense, feel very insecure. I said, I told the Lord, I said, as long as you're with me, I'll be all right. And I was. And here I am today. And so <clears throat> we set the Lord before us by faith because he said, I'll always be with you. Right? <clears throat> all right, then B, and this is really <clears throat> closely aligned with it, but we acknowledge him. Uh, Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6 Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not to your own understanding. <clears throat> In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths. In all our ways acknowledge Him. These two verses help me understand uh, something about God a number of years ago. It happened, uh, gosh, in the early 1990s. I was pastoring a church <clears throat> on the Navajo Reservation in Chinle, Arizona, and we had a really, really good church, had a lot of good people. Uh, it was one of the largest churches on the reservation, and uh, it was just, we had great presence of God and all that. It was about 150 people, but that was a large church on the res at that time. <clears throat> anyway, uh, that, that all was good, but in the area... There's a lot of oppression. There's lots of witchcraft, lots, you know, stuff going on, a lot of spiritual warfare. And so I had been to a morning prayer. I went, in the mornings I'd go to the church, pray, come back. I was at my house. <clears throat> I'm in the kitchen pouring a cup of coffee. And I, I have this memory just embedded in me. I remember where I was while I was feeling, pouring a cup of coffee, and I am feeling oppressed. I mean, like pressure, oppressed, and stuff going on, just spiritual warfare, and I'm feeling stuff just pressing in on me, pouring a cup of coffee, and while I poured that coffee, the thought occurred to me, I don't have to keep feeling this way. And this portion of Scripture, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, came to mind Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He'll direct your paths. 
So standing right there with this cup of coffee, I did exactly that. I acknowledged him. I recognized his prayer. And I said, Lord, I don't, I don't want to keep feeling this, this. And I said, you are here. I acknowledge you. God, you are here. Jesus, you are here. And I, acknowledge, I recognize you. I recognize your presence right here, right now. And you know what? That oppression broke. <clears throat> it taught me something valuable. When we're going through stuff and we don't sense the presence of God, there is something we can do about that feeling. And that is acknowledge Him or recognize that He is there. Now, I'm not saying that every time there'll just be this immediate relief and all. Sometimes we have to press through. Amen. And it may, it may but, but we don't give in to that sense that God is just, not around because he is there we don't give in to that feeling and we acknowledge him we recognize him and we remind him ourselves he's jehovah shammah the lord is there where he's wherever we are wherever we need him to be he is and so we acknowledge god you are here <clears throat> when we're when we're driving in our car and we're feeling kind of uh, uh, rough, God, you're here. Uh, after we've gone to the mailbox and we've gotten an unexpected bill, bill, and, and we're thinking, oh, great, God is there, right? When we go to the gas station and we fill up our tank with gas and we're looking and, we're go and we go, oh, my gosh, what's the world coming to? And uh, God is there. And so we recognize, and then when we get a bad doctor's report or whatever's going on in our life, stuff going on in our family that is, that, that is difficult, we acknowledge him. God, I recognize that you are here. Thank you, Jesus. You're here. Whatever circumstance we are in and facing, he is there. And we expect his presence to be there with us, right? Acknowledging Him means we are expecting God to be there. I acknowledge you, Lord, that you are here. I don't feel much of anything right now, but you're here. doesn't matter what I feel. I believe your word. I believe you are who you said you are. Jehovah Shammah, the Lord, is there. <clears throat> okay, and then finally and last, let me pause for a moment. Sometimes we'll... And, and I've probably done this in the past. I don't think I do it anymore because I don't, I don't, I, I learn different. But sometimes in the opening of a service or a prayer meeting or something, we'll say, God, just be here with us tonight. You know, or it's just something that we, and we kind of get in the habit. Or, or we'll close in prayer and say, God, go with us tonight. Do you know whether or not we say, uh, God, be here or God, go with us? It's, it really, he's, he's there anyway. And so <clears throat> what we really should do is thank you, God, that you're here. I've been in church, I can tell you, I've been in church services before that I thought, man, it's just me and me alone up here. I, I'm all, all by, but, but it doesn't matter what I feel at the moment, God's there. And so we acknowledge, we recognize, and so he's there. Uh, and as we close tonight, when we leave in about, a few minutes. 
uh, where I'm not going to say, well, God, will you please go with it? Because he's promised he's going to go with us, right? You know, God doesn't really just hang out in the building here when we leave. When we go, he goes with us. Now, I will say that he must kind of hover around some, somewhat in some fashion because there have been times we've left doors unlocked and stuff like that and, and stuff still here. And so God's helped us. Anyway, another subject. So finally, we wait on him. And this is, this is a, a very simple but important truth, waiting on God. Psalm 27, verse 14, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Listen, the, the be of good courage and strength is bracketed by waiting on God. So if we need, we need that sense of strength and courage in our life, we wait on the Lord. And so this word wait is, is, you know, it's not talking about just waiting around, biding our time until God does something. <clears throat> this word wait in the biblical sense is an ex expectant waiting. It's, a, it's <clears throat> a kind of thing where we say, Jesus, I know you're here. <clears throat> you are here with me now, and I, I'm here with you. And we wait on him. This is what I do a lot of times in my, in my prayer time. I spend a good part of it waiting. And what I do is I think about him. I pray a little bit and I think about him. I wait on him. And what I mean, I'm expectation of his presence and, and, and the reality of his presence. Expectation. Waiting. The problem with us a lot of times is we get in such a hurry in our lives and we've, we lose the, the art of waiting. Just getting alone with God and just giving us some time for the Lord to move, touch us, waiting, expect, expectantly. That makes sense? <laughs> Not just being so busy not just uh, rattling off our prayer. And that's, there's nothing wrong with all of your needs. We're, we're, we're told to everything, pray about everything, right? But in the midst of our praying about everything, take some time and wait. And just think about him, who he is to you. Jesus died on the cross. Think about him dying on the cross, shedding his blood for us. Uh, about his resurrection. He, if he did that, he can do anything. And he did. He can do anything. All things are possible. And so we wait expectantly. So waiting on him is where we sit or walk or stand in the presence of God and just enjoy him. This really is something we ought to learn to practice more. Just enjoying the presence of God. Say, well, and and I'm going to tell you how, what happens with me is I get distracted. And my mind will wander and I have to pull myself back in. And this is true with probably all of us. I'd love to tell you that every time I get down and begin to pray, I'm just laser focused. Just right there, me and God. We just, I'm just, 
but my mind wanders, I'll get a hangnail and start thinking, man, I got, I got to do something about that right now. And my mind will wander on all kind of the price of gas. Oh, my gosh, man. And so I got to draw my mind back and wait on him, expectantly waiting on his presence to be. If we will take time for God to manifest himself, he will, we will experience more of the awareness of his presence. Taking some time, waiting. Two last portions of Scripture. Psalm 27, verse 14. No, that's one I already did, didn't I? I'm set it Read it again. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Strength comes. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Isaiah 40, 31. Great verse of Scripture to memorize. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Strength comes from waiting on God. Our awareness of God's presence. And tonight, we're going to close off with a word of prayer. I'm not going to pray, God, if you, I hope you're going to go with us. Because we have a confidence, don't we? That he's going with us. Because he said he would, right? Where we are, he is. Where we go, he is. It, and this awareness of God's presence, let me just throw this, this is just extra for you. This will keep us from, from sin. Amen. Knowing that wherever we are, God is, and where, whatever we're doing, God's, God's there. Right. And, and there's a strong argument. First Corinthians talks about this as far as our morality, that we're involving God in whatever we're involved in. So that's just, that's a freebie. Where we are, God is. And so, isn't that good? Praise God. So let's pray. Let's close in prayer. Lord, we thank you for your presence always with us. You never leave us. You never forsake us. Lord, you don't forget about us. We are constantly in your mind, and you are with us. We praise you, Jehovah Shammah. You are here. Thank you for that. Lord, I pray for in all of our lives, we all need greater awareness of your presence with us and in us. And Lord, remind us, remind us of your word. You will never leave us. You will never forsake us so that we can boldly say you are our helper. What can man do to us? We will not fear. We will not live in fear. We'll live in confidence, assurance, and security because you're with us and with us to help us in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. God love you. Next week, Pastor Poole will be sharing his life lesson. I don't know what it is, but we'll find out next week, won't we? God bless you. Yeah, we'll, we'll expectantly wait until next week. Bless you guys. Thank you for listening to the New Life Kingman podcast. We can't wait to see you next week.